Hey guys, I'm Matt Salsamendi. I'm one of the co-founders of Mixer, and you're listening to the Party Chat Podcast. Xbox on. Welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by everyone's favourite uncle, it's Uncle Jesse. Hey now! And a lord and savoury snack, Jesus Christ himself, it's Reese. Hey now! And the queen of cosplay, it's Karina. Hey now! <laughs> hey. we've, we've started a thing and this gets weirder every week yeah i'm the only person that doesn't say hey now i should start at the beginning saying hey now you're listening to the party chat podcast you, you gotta say it real slow and sensual like hey now there we go <laughs> <laughs> well, what, later on <laughs> something for the ladies i write until they see me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for podcasting <laughs> Now, later on, we've got an amazing interview with one of the co-founders of Mixer. It's Matt Salsamendi. And you may have noticed that we did have some different intro music this week. That is actually Dolphin's Adventure made by Matt himself. So thank you very much for providing that music. But before we move on to the interview, we usually get things started with what we've been playing. And Jesse, it's been a couple of weeks, so I'm going to start with you. Yeah, um, I have been playing not a whole lot because I was at the New York Comic Cons and was getting prepped and ready for the Comic Cons, my first con of any kind, and uh, doing the whole big cosplay thing, did the whole full-on Thor Ragnarok outfit from head to toe, literally head to toe. Uh, you wearing I, boots? Uh, I I made I had boots on, and then I put foam 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 all over the boots to uh-huh. make them look kind of like his in the movie. Dude, you look you look you look freaking cool. I have to Thank say. Thank you. It, it it was it was a blast. It was a nightmare doing. Mental note: Do not wait until like the week before to really start going on all the projects. It, <laughs> It sucked up so much time. Even when I got to New York, New York City, from my hotel, I've got a photo that I've got to post. My hotel room was an absolute disaster. There's like foam cut up everywhere and (laughs) Velcro strips everywhere. I had two things of empty cases of super glue. And by the way, the other thing that I've very much underestimated, anybody ever thinking about cosplaying, consider how much you're going to sweat throughout the day. I was the sweatiest person I've ever been in my entire life. Oh man, it's awful. Ridiculous. But it was amazing, amazing experience though. Well worth it. Well worth the sweating. Well worth the standing. Well worth the posing for, it was just an awesome time posing with kids and other cosplayers and other random people. Saw so many cool outfits. They had a bunch of games there actually as well. 
Uh, I didn't get any hands-on time with anything since the lines were just stupidly long, but it was such a fun, absolutely fun experience. And I did see Cuphead there. Literally, I saw two people dressed up like Cuphead, and it was really cool. <laughs> okay. I'm going to dig through my camera and see if I can find some photos of it. They did a great job on the costumes. Looking forward, to, looking forward to seeing those. I was going to say, Karina, you know, uh, I'm sure you know those those last-minute feels of... Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have an emergency DIY apart. kit. Oh, nice. <laughs> you, know what was, with me. you know what was really cool, Karina, is at the show, they had a booth dedicated to you just walk up to the booth. If you have any repairs that you need to have done, like sewn up or taped up or whatever, they had people there that would help you with repair your costume, what? which was pretty. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I, I got to go in there and throw down some duct tape real quick, even though I had some in my back. It, it was kind of like in an angle I couldn't get to without someone else's assistance. It's just... I felt horrible being like, can you, do you mind touching back here where it's ripping? <laughs> it's a little sweaty, just a little sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> my, my pirate cosplay at Gamescom was held together with like 500 safety pins. <laughs> much better, much better idea. And by the way, <laughs> super glue and hot glue, you know, just basically dissolve under an immense amount of sweat. <laughs> I need to learn how to sew. I need to learn how to sew is what I need Dude. to do. <laughs> Pleasant. <laughs> yes, indeed. Karina, what about you? Uh, I haven't played that much actually this week. I don't think I've even been on. De- oh no, wait, I did go on Destiny just to, <laughs> just to do some milestones. But um, oh wait, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but I actually tried out Fortnite's new battle royale mode. Uh, me and Ross decided to give it a go. Uh, that was yep. pretty funny. Um, we we did okay. Um, I we both, there was one match where we managed to come in the top ten. Uh, I don't think I ever got a kill in any of the games. I chose the the hidden method. I think we just stayed in an attic for uh, one of the games for like three. We actually blocked ourselves into an attic. Sounds made us win, like get close to winning though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's the thing about it being like PUBG and all that. But especially if you get near the end of the round, the building aspect does actually come into handy. So no, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed giving that a go because I've actually never played PUBG either or Battle Royale or anything like that type of thing. So to have that experience is really fun to just have a play, especially when, like you say, teaming up with Ross, it'd be good if we could get like everyone on yeah. to have a go. Is that like some sort of hint? Yeah, get on. <laughs> well, well, you know, <laughs> copy. Actually, I, uh, I want to quickly ask you. Um, you said that towards the end of the game, that base building comes into play. Does that mean that the arena does not shrink like it does in PUBG? Yeah, it it does, but it's more of um, I don't know. Like the base, it either goes one of two ways. Right near the end, as it gets smaller, you either well, you either potluck with where you pick. I mean, we actually, I think we dropped at a place once that ended up being the pinpoint of the circle at the end, but we died halfway through. Oh. Um, we just watched the end of the rest of the map. But no, it either works two uh, two ways. Uh, one way is you use it to just hide yourself. Um, like like we say, we hid in an attic by just literally re- you just repatch all the walls and build traps around. Um, or another way is to actually build a base just to to make sure you're caved in, or if anything, to drive the player one way through, like into the circle as such. Because mm-hmm. obviously they've got to come in as the circle gets closer. But then there's nothing worse than if someone's bashing down a wall, they can get heard. So obviously, if you make sort of some sort of pathway. They'll probably most likely choose the pathway rather than bashing down a door because or a wall because they'll get heard over just you know walking around. 
But then at the same time, it's an obvious trap. So I don't know. It, 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 it's a bit, it makes things a bit more tactical. Um, or just to get yourself higher ground. I've seen, we want, we watched one where they were actually, they won the game and they were actually out of the storm. Well, the circle right at the end. But what they did, they built themselves like basically a watchtower type thing and just sniped from above. Okay. So obviously by the time no one would have really got to them because by the time they had, they would have either died from the circle or been shot in the meantime. Mm. So yeah, it works It works a variety of ways actually. It's quite interesting to see that aspect. Uh, at the beginning, not so much. It's only really when you get down to the last maybe 20 people, maybe, maybe a bit less than that. Okay, because it would suck to build like a giant castle and then just have the thing move and be like, well, I'm abandoning all that work. <laughs> yeah it is a bit potluck uh but no we, we've had one or two good times where we like you say there was one where we actually dropped right on the center point uh but we died midway as some people came up behind us uh i jumped very easily as well on that game and people just shoot you out of nowhere the snipers love a high platform they are always building like quite high platforms to sit on i noticed in the game you see a tower getting built, you're like, I'm staying well away from that or hiding behind a tree because the chances are you're going to get sniped. Reese, Me? I have been playing Cuphead. I gave Cuphead a try. Am I the only one here who's played Cuphead yet? No, I've played it. Oh, you no. played it. I've been playing it as well. Yep. Oh, wait. Actually, no, we talked about Cuphead a little bit last week. I remember now. Yes. And I was excited to hear what Clay had to say because you had been playing it, but... Yeah, yeah. It is hard as balls. Oh, yeah. Um, I Big sweaty can't balls. Beat this, yeah, I can't beat this flower guy, man. I And I refuse to dumb it down and go on... You know how there's the two options? I, yeah. Like, yeah. I refuse to play a level on the simple mode. I was like, I'm just going to keep grinding through this and eventually I'll get it. What I need to do like is I think I need to go unlock some new abilities. Yeah, you do. You sound like yeah. a certain female person who who occasionally podcasts. Can't remember her name. Kind of stubborn. Gets Ooh. gets stuck on things like this. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm talking about Karina. Um <laughs> Oh, I, I really didn't think you were that. I thought you were about to, someone totally different. I, know, I wondered where you were going with that. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was like, is that going to be me? Yeah, no, it's, like. it's, it's Marina, because she gets a, stuck on... When a, when a game is uh, hard, you, you, you get really um, vicious about beating it. You know, a terrible oh, title. Oh, yeah. Oh. Karina. We don't, we, don't, we don't speak about that. Ah. Karina, <laughs> it's time. It's time. What, for a rematch? No, oh. you know what it's time for. So what was your time in Turbo Tunnel? Uh, <laughs> which one? Karina, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you've got a confession to make. Maybe. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, we we done a charity stream and we all had a challenge about doing the Turbo Tunnel, which I, of course, won. Of course. Um, of course, I, I won. Well, Karina, up until this moment... Of course, spent all night. We've been talking about it for weeks upon weeks, but I've actually had to hold this close to my chest and I, I can't do it any longer. <laughs> Karina, was it you that recorded that time or was it someone else? Uh, it might have been my good friend Photoshop. <laughs> I, did, I, I did spend forever on it though. To be fair, I did spend forever trying to beat it, but it just it just wasn't happening. <laughs> I might actually have to replay that. Yeah. What, what time did you get? I'm gonna, I'm gonna retry. What time no, did you no, get? No, 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 no! This podcast. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> drop the, drop the mic. <laughs> I can't believe it. How did you? Oh yeah, you found out through you because uh, yeah, we thought you disappeared, but you'd left your connect on and you found S- out. 
So just to explain to you, my I had they were still playing. I had my controller on, and you know when the your controller disconnects, it comes through the TV. Yeah. yeah. So they were all still talking. Oh, it'd be a really good idea if we just photoshopped like everything. So I found out everything. And I didn't let on the fact that I knew about it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you let me believe that. For So that means that means I have the highest time still. Yeah, I think I you do. I believe so. What's your but my time? challenge is to Karina is that the time should still be on Rare Replay. So Karina, you never managed to do it the first time, but now you have to go on and find out exactly if you can beat Reese or not. I will, I will do, and then I'll, I'll do it on the official leaderboard so you know it's you, not um, you had Photoshop. Best. You had best. <laughs> so, Cuphead, yeah. I mean, sorry, I, I can't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I've been playing Cuphead, and it looks great, and it plays great, and it sounds great. Oh, yeah. But it's hard. It really Very is, uh, especially in two-player mode. The worst thing about it is it's not... It never feels like it's too hard. Like it, you, you get just far enough that you're like, "Damn, I can do this!" And you, you go, you go back and, and try again. Basically, they've they've nailed that. Just one more try aspect of of gameplay that's so addictive to many people. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm enjoying Cuphead. And I also tried very briefly um, Super Hydora, which we talked about yeah, last week on the podcast. Did you guys? Try that out yet? No, unfortunately, haven't. I'm very, very excited to play it, but um, just I ran out of time essentially by the time I got the game. So I'm looking forward to it after listening to, well, listening to the interview last week. But what, what's your thoughts on it? Um, well, it's perfectly captured the Super Nintendo era of the like side scrolling shoot 'em up. It's slower paced than than a lot of modern. Uh, games are but in a good way uh it's it's not easy though but i was having a giggle at the first boss i was like please i've been playing cuphead all week like is this all you got son it, it's actually it looks really nice and it sounds really nice and i only played the first level so i'm I'm looking forward to giving it another try although i have to I have to giggle and that's the fact that uh, all the voices have obviously been provided by the staff so everybody in the game speaks with like a really thick spanish accent <laughs> Um, I want to give the game a go as well. I'll probably give it a go tomorrow night, I think. I'd really like to check it out after the interview yeah, last so week. It's so quick to just pick up and play. You just put the controller in your hand, press start, and you're playing within like 20 seconds. Right. So for myself, uh, this week I, of course, played Fortnite. I played a lot more of Cuphead. But FIFA has dominated my week. I am addicted to that game again. Uh, uh, I know. I've became a casual gamer. Ew. Destiny 2, now FIFA. I don't know what is going on with me. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but just to say, in my opinion, this has been the best FIFA yet, and I'm going to get lots of time playing it. So, Ross, have you seen Jim Sterling's new YouTube series? No? Is it about FIFA? Well, no, it's it's called Commentocracy. Basically what he does is he finds people who are like really hardcore gamers, uh, quote yeah. unquote, and the ones who spew the most insane crap on Twitter and YouTube comments and stuff like that. And he, he reads out their comments verbatim, but in the style and character of like an 18th century aristocrat. So you becoming a casual is basically the, the worst possible thing. 
<laughs> I recommend you watch it. Yeah, and I've I've commented in some FIFA videos recently, so let's hope this does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um like I think this is a good time to move on to the interview. Yeah, why not? So coming up now is Matt Salsamendi from Mixer. Xbox Snap this week's interview. Okay, everybody, welcome back to this week's interview. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Matt Salsamendi, who is the co-founder of Mixer. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining it and taking some time out of your busy day to come and chat with us, uh, plebs. <laughs> so why don't we start things off nice and easy, and uh, how about you, you know, basically just tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and how you got started off in the, this, this crazy tech world. Totally. So, I mean, I've always been passionate about gaming. You know, I, I, the story I tell everybody, I got a computer when I was five or six years old and my mom set a desktop background that was like one of the default Windows XP ones. I really wanted to change it. And so I spent the whole day tinkering around, trying to figure it out and uh, eventually figured out how to change my desktop background. And it's a silly story, but I just, I've always loved tinkering with things and, you know, trying to go against the path, whether that's my mom setting a desktop background or trying to make streaming more fun and interactive for people. So that's kind of been my passion. I started a game server hosting company when I was 13 years old. We grew that to become one of the world's largest game server providers. Um, so we had a, a bunch of awesome uh, team members, customers, infrastructure there. Uh, but we wanted to do more. We wanted to make a bigger impact um, aside from just game servers, which is so cool. But we wanted to work with folks that we uh, had been working with on YouTube and streamers that have been broadcasting on Twitch to make broadcasting even more interactive and, and serve a need that they had, which is to make their individual viewers feel like they were a part of the gameplay. Um, so we launched a startup called Beam, uh, kind of taking a bunch of our resources from the game server hosting company. We took much of the infrastructure, much of the team, some of the technology, uh, and we launched our, our own independent startup trying to create a live streaming platform that we wanted to use, something that we enjoyed. We launched an alpha in 2014 and had a really cool journey kind of growing that and taking it to market. We launched our interactive platform. We launched super low latency broadcasting. Um, so a lot of just really cool features that came through community feedback, um, again, like I said, trying to build a, a live streaming platform that we wanted to use, something that felt engaging for us. Uh, and so we formally launched in January of 2016, and then we announced that we were acquired by uh, Microsoft in August of 2016, which was, it was just a crazy cool journey. So that's kind of the short of it. Uh, that's kind of my background. Yeah, wow. <laughs> for anyone who's living on Mars who doesn't know about Mixer, Sell it to us. Give us your best sales pitch. Why should people be using Mixer today? Yeah, so Mixer is, is all about allowing broadcasters and viewers to come together, right? So we start with super low latency broadcasts. You can stream yourself playing Xbox games, PC games. You can stream from a PlayStation using a capture card. You can stream wherever you are um, to Mixer with super low latency, less than one second of stream delay. And what that means is that you can actually interact with your chat, with your community in real time and form relationships with the people that are watching you and um, kind of enjoy participating in the game with them, which is a super cool foundation. From there, we have some pretty awesome ways to actually allow viewers to engage with the content itself. So we have our interactive platform for starters um, that allows viewers to actually change parts of the game while you're watching. Um, so if you're watching someone play Minecraft, you can say spawn enemies for them to fight create tools weapons all sorts of crazy stuff 
Uh, and that all happens in real time as well. And then we've just focused a ton on you know, iterating based on customer feedback, adding features that people want to see. Um, we just launched the ability to stream from your mobile phone, for example, both like mm-hmm. a file um, and also like mobile phone games, which is cool iOS and Android for that. Um, we just launched a feature called co-streaming, which lets you bring, you know, four of your friends together, I guess three of your friends technically um, together and stream something like PUBG. And, you know, you get to see all the different perspectives at the same time as a viewer. Just a lot of really cool features that make it feel more interactive and engaging, uh, make you feel more a part of the community that is this like awesome thing that is broadcasting. Um, that's what we're all about. And I think one of the, the core foundational principles that you know we started the company on is it's all about listening to customers and building things that they want to see improving aspects of the platform that you know we can always do better and so i think having that kind of growth mindset is a really good thing uh and so i think that's a great reason why you as a a viewer or a streamer would want to come check out mixer awesome that's perfect (laughs) i was gonna say matt i mean you you sort of started to uh go into it a little bit when you were giving your your overview of, of yourself there but i guess how did this all like how did this go down that you just now decide yeah you know what I, i'm gonna start up my own streaming service i mean how did yeah. you how did you come to that decision so like i mentioned at the game server hosting provider i guess in, in more clarity we had worked with a bunch of awesome youtube and twitch content creators to grow that platform so our whole growth vertical is about partnering with youtubers twitch streamers um, all kinds of content creators doing brand integration deals. So they would like promote our, our servers and then we would give them a free one in exchange. And it was just this cool relationship. And eventually we formed friendships through that. Um, and what we kept hearing from them consistently is that they wanted better ways to interact with their audience. So with YouTube, you have kind of this passive flow of comments after you upload a video. You could kind of incorporate that into your content, but it's definitely not in real time. Um, and your viewers don't feel it, Right. Um, yeah. with Twitch, you know, especially at the time, you had the, the chat room on the right-hand side, but the chat room wasn't super relevant to what was going on in the broadcast in a lot of cases. And when it was, it was delayed, right? So you had something like 15 seconds of delay. You know, everybody's working on latency right now, so everybody's getting lower and faster, which I think is great, and it's something that we're always going to continue to pioneer on. Um, but really, it, it still feels disconnected, right? So with Mixer, we wanted to go out and build something that was truly real time and where viewers actually felt like they could fundamentally participate in the content. Um, and so that's where the interactive platform came from. That's where, you know, our FTL streaming stack came from. Features like co-streaming help make that even better for more people. Um, and bringing that to everybody through Mixer Create and the Xbox app and things like that. I think, you know, we're going to continue to do things like that. Cool. So I've got maybe a hard question for you, but uh, do you remember what the very first ever game that was streamed on your service was? Oh, that's a great question. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Minecraft. I'm pretty sure it was ah. Minecraft. <laughs> you know, because of the game server hosting provider being all about Minecraft, it's called MC Pro Hosting. Uh, it made a lot of sense that a lot of our first streamers were playing Minecraft. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, earlier you mentioned the name of, uh, well, its original name, Beam. What made you change it to Mixer? So we changed the name to Mixer um, kind of earlier in this year. It was in May. And really what we wanted to do was bring Beam at the time to more people, right? So we wanted to market it in more regions. We wanted to bring it make it a truly global thing and the community that we had. And it wasn't something that we could do with the name Beam. Um, so the name Mixer, I think, in essence, represents our desire to bring communities together 
if you look at even our logo, it's got that what we call the little merge icon, which is the two arrows pointing towards each other. And that's like the viewers and the streamers, if you think about it, as far as uh, what it represents um, coming together, which I think is really cool. Um, so I think the name works well. Um, it's a name that we can bring globally. So that, that's why we changed it. Cool. Did, do you get, are there any rejected names that you'd want to share? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can tell you that the original, the very, very first domain that we registered was chili.cool. This is in and, you know, like and you you didn't go with that. Why? Well, I, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. So, names have this weird thing of growing on you after time. So who knows? Maybe if we went that, it would feel normal today. But uh, yeah, I'm sure the Google... Facebook's of the day felt kind of weird, but uh. Matt, you know what's you know what's funny is when we we're coming up with some of the questions that we wanted to ask you today. I was struggling to remember what the original name was. I've gotten so used to Mixer now that I've yeah. completely forgot about Beam was the original name. <laughs> it was Beam. <laughs> yeah, I've got a real soft spot for Drunk Cross plays FIFA at 3am.net. Is that not considered? That's a, that just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> <E-R>. <laughs> yeah. I think it's available. So, Matt, uh, basically, I need to know what exactly kind of voodoo ritual sacrifice, you know, was needed for this near zero stream latency. Like, it's it's amazing. You know, was it was it maybe satanic in nature? Were goats sacrificed? How How did you pull that off? Well, it, it was lots of late nights. I can tell you that much. <laughs> goats but um what we really did is we we took a step back you know we came from a the game server hosting industry which is kind of a parallel industry to video i didn't have a whole lot of video experience myself i think starting from that fresh slate was actually a really good thing because we could step back and evaluate technologies without kind of that uh, confirmation bias i guess you could say um everybody was doing it one way they were using a technology called hls um, which takes video and an incoming video stream and turns it into these like four or five, six second literal MP4 files that are sent across and downloaded and then played in a, in a browser. And it's really not live streaming because, I mean, in essence, it's just a video that's playing that happens to be pretty close to what happened six seconds ago, right? So that's HLS. Um, and that's what most people were doing because it was, you know, widely supported by browsers. It was kind of a standard that was had a bunch of traction around it. Around the same time that we kind of started working and exploring the idea, a technology called WebRTC started to emerging. And WebRTC is really a completely different way of transporting video um, and audio signals across the lab. It's more, it's built for video conferencing. So, you know, Discord, for example, Skype, some of them are using WebRTC today um, to do you know, their audio video streaming. And so we said, how can we take, you know, WebRTC, this real-time video conferencing tech, and make it work in, in a live streaming scenario where you have potentially tens of thousands of people watching. Um, and so we kind of approached it with that fresh slate, taking something that wasn't really built to do what we were doing, uh, and we made it work. Um, and it's actually pretty yeah. cool in the way that the technology works. It's, it's sending the data in true real time. So it uses you know UDP to do all the transfer. It's lossy. So a lot of what we do is around correcting for things like packet loss and out of order packets. So it's a lot of work. We spent a lot of time up front. So it was a lot of late nights, um, but it's definitely very, very cool tech. And it allows you to get something on the order of 200 milliseconds of stream delay. So two tenths of a second of latency. It's unheard of. It's crazy. Yeah. With the low latency of all the games, uh, you you know, on Mixer, you have quite a variety streamed. But do you have any idea what's the most uh, favorite streamed game? Uh, 
it totally changes. I think that's one of the cool things about you know games. They're always evolving, and even existing games are coming in and out of popularity, which is cool to see. Um, PUBG is huge right now. I mean, hands down, with things like co-streaming, it's a great experience on the platform. I love seeing a bunch of indie stuff um, on the platform. Forza just launched, and you get a ton of people you know, going and crashing cars into each other and, and racing to the finish. So that, that's I enjoy that a lot. Uh, it's always cool to see, I think, new and fresh content. So it changes month to month, year to year. Uh, so it's hard for me to pick a single thing. Um, but definitely some of the ones I've talked about are, are big. Now, the features in Mixer seem very much for gamers, by gamers. Were the features like the streamer interaction, leveling up, born out of your own desire as a gamer for the things that you wish you could have had on other streaming services? I mean, absolutely. I, I was a big Twitch fan. I still am. Uh, I still watch a bunch of Twitch streamers. They have an awesome community over there. Um, but I think there's a lot that we can do that's interesting and differentiated that makes streaming more fun. Um, and so that, like I said, that kind of was the story. We worked with a bunch of Twitch streamers to kind of focus in on the things that they want to see myself as a Twitch viewer. Uh, we built a platform that, you know, we ourselves wanted to watch. Uh, so things like the level up, like the gamification elements are really cool. Uh, it's all built around interactivity and making people feel like they're a part of the community, though. That's always our, our North Star. Awesome. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, did you ever expect this level of success so fast with Mixer? Um, you know, I kind of went into it without expectations because, like I said, it really is true that we wanted to build something that we wanted to see. It wasn't a business at first. Eventually, we made it a business. Um, but it started as this side project uh, from the game server hosting company uh, to build a live streaming platform um, without much of uh, – there wasn't an end goal then. It was a, The end goal really was making something fun. Uh, when we turned it into a business, you know, we, we obviously wanted to see growth and we wanted to keep keep the community growing and stoke the fire, so to speak. Um, in terms of the acquisition, uh, I can't say I expected that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good morning, I, Matthew. I'm here from Microsoft. Here's a bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely very cool. I mean, we lived, we, we were based in Seattle and, you know, Microsoft is here in Redmond, which is just across the lake. Um, and so... For a while, Microsoft was kind of this being that existed that kind of powered the, the Puget Sound and powered Seattle. <laughs> we didn't really like interact the, with folks here. The, the Lovecraftian um, entity across the water. <laughs> that's, that's not how I meant it. But um, you know, it, we weren't super involved um, initially, and I was I was very much a PC gamer, uh, not so much on Xbox myself, but I know my co-founder James was. Um, so for me, you know, it was a lot that when, when we started talking with the Microsoft folks. The, the fact that we were very aligned in terms of our, our focus on customers was really cool to see. Uh, you know, ta- in talking with Phil, his focus all about the gamers, all about creating things that they want to see. Uh, that was a huge part of the reason why we did the acquisition, just the ability to grow our community but still preserve what makes Mixer and I guess Beam at the time awesome. Uh, I think it's, it's the best of both worlds. So what's it like uh, working with such a big company like Microsoft? Well, it's pretty cool. Um, there's also some parts that can be intimidating. You know, it's, it's such a huge company and the, the question for us is how do we leverage all of the work that's going on across, across the org and, and make Mixer better and, and hopefully contribute back. Um, if you look at what we did with our Xbox integration, I think that's huge. The ability to stream straight from Xbox and Windows 10 with a couple clicks of a button. You don't need to download extra streaming tools. You can if you want to, but you don't need to. And I think that's a huge 
huge way to get more people streaming, um, you know, more young people interested in the idea. You know, we have tons of teenagers that are, are playing video games, tons of adults that are playing video games that want to start streaming, and we're making it ridiculously easy for them to do that um, and hopefully, you know, grow from there. So that's really cool. Um, and just continuing to, to explore opportunities with like Azure, for example. Azure has a ton of technology that I think we can uh, leverage to, to make Mixer awesome for more people. Um, and so it's just there's, there's so many opportunities, it's intimidating what we go out and do. That's, that's neat. I actually just want to quickly touch on what you said about how easy you make it. Man, I, for me, streaming was always just a complete pain in the butt. Like it was just a hassle, you know, more, more trouble than it was worth. But now I stream on Mixer just because all I have to do is press a button. It's, it's, totally. it's magic, really. <laughs> yeah, and well, I'd done a whole charity stream that was based upon us co-streaming with other people. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was like just 12 hours, and it was so easy because you made that feature that – I could be on my PC doing the introductions and then I'm just co-hosting with someone who then takes over from me. It was like having my own production studio between a laptop and an Xbox. It was just brilliant and so, so easy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, I want to ask, you know, you, you briefly touched on uh, Minecraft, you playing that in the past. I want to know, what, what games did you start off with as a kid? You know, you're obviously a gamer. Like, was there any particular games that were like your gateway drug into into gaming? Yeah, so I um, think Age of Empires, first of all. I oh, my a, man. <laughs> I had a Windows 98 laptop that had the Age of Empires 1 Rise of Rome trial on it. Uh, and that's actually how I kind of got hooked. First, it was really difficult because I was six or seven. Um, eventually, I figured out how to play it, and I just spent so much time just being a completionist about that because that's all I had. I didn't have an internet connection. Maybe dial up if I connected to my parents. Like if, if I did that, right? This is, gosh, it, not that long ago, but you know, 2003, 2004 feels like forever ago to me. Um, so you know, I I started with Age of Empires a lot. Uh, I played a bunch of Lego games, so Lego Rock Raiders. I don't know if anybody's played that. I have, uh, actually. Yeah, I was a huge Lego Rock Raiders fan. I, like I said, I just went super completionist on that and created these huge bases that you wouldn't normally make to just finish the campaigns. But uh, I had a lot of fun on that. Lego Creator I spent a lot of time on. Um, then I, as I kind of got older, I played a lot of Battlefield. So Battlefield 4, Battlefield 3. Uh, I played a ton of Daisy, like thousands of hours of Daisy, the the alpha mod when it came out. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, when we Daisy came out, when MC Pro Hosting, the game server hosting company, was kind of just starting to grow, and we had a summer where you know me and my co-founder and a couple of our team just played Daisy, and it was actually kind of bad because like our support queues, like we were all playing Daisy, and <laughs> I hate to admit that, but. Uh, <laughs> was a little too far into that uh so you know luckily you know course corrected from that but uh yeah i, I was definitely a, i'm a survival guy simulation guy i love games where you can kind of take it deep and, and go do your own thing uh, and then also some of the you know twitch style games like battlefield 3 battlefield 4 where it's just all about fps and, and going out and, and having some fun is there any games that you're looking forward to like any releases that you're hyped for coming out well, I just played, I just played a game called Oxenfree. Oh, it's um, really good. Yeah. I had a lot of fun playing that. I'm going to go play it again, um, do some different options. I, I didn't expect that. I just found it on some YouTube video and I had a lot of fun playing that. Um, as for what I'm hyped about, you know, Forza Motorsport 7 just came out. 
I had a ton of fun playing that at E3 and you know, while that was in dev. I haven't had a chance to play it too much at home yet, um, but I'm definitely, you know, I, I want to get on that. I want to get my wheel set up. We just moved houses, so uh, I got to get some of that rolling. Nice. Now, uh, I have a, a second last question. No, a third last question for you, uh, and that's basically uh, essentially on a scale of, you know, one to holy crap, just how awesome should we expect the, the future of mixer to be like for cool features coming up because i know you can't tell me yeah um i struggle with the questions where the legend the scale is ambiguous but i can't say <laughs> well you can you can replace holy crap with 10 if you like i was just be one to be funny um it's probably 10 i might oh. be by it. uh there's so much stuff that we can do to completely like differentiate the foundation of the platform right so like Things that you take for granted um, that we can do really interesting and unique things on. Um, the other thing that we're going to focus a lot on is quality, stability, um, which, you know, is kind of to be expected. But as the platform grows, being, being able to support larger events and things like that as the community grows is, I think, really important. Uh, but like I said, kind of innovating on those foundations while we, we build that um, the technology on other platforms, feature parity on mobile, I think, is a big thing. So I know that's something that the community has voiced a lot of feedback about. So improving our mobile experience, improving the Xbox experience. Um, I can't talk too much about the specific new features, but you should keep that out. Okay, I'm excited though. You sold me. Awesome. Now you've mentioned on Twitter as well that uh, we've noticed that you've got a new EP coming out. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your music? Yes. Uh, So it's just a hobby. I enjoy uh, you know music production. I've always. um, I always like listening to, to indie electronic, indie pop, synth pop, uh, and I kind of started taking a stab at making it last year when we were when we were a startup. When the office was all quiet, I would you know pop open Ableton and just start writing some uh, writing some lines and just having some fun with it. Um, and then this year, I kind of got to the point with my music where I felt like I wanted to release something for kind of the mixer community and something that I thought that they might enjoy, uh, just as a hobby. And so my first EP, uh, is on the way. I can't say exactly when it's coming up because I don't know, but you should keep an eye out. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter. I always you know, tweet new music and things like that. Uh, it's fun. I enjoy yeah. it. Matt, you know, we here at the Party Chat podcast are all about giving people their, their big break, okay? And what I really want to know from you, I couldn't even stay straight asking that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want to ask you is the track that you posted on Twitter the other day, would you consider letting a podcast use that as an introduction music? Totally. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you can, you're more than welcome to use any of my tracks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll maybe sort that out now. We can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is one last question, which I would love to ask you. Now, this has been quite easy so far. The whole interview, nothing too tough, nothing you've never answered before. But what Reddit users and our listeners want to know is which classic video game character could you knock out with one punch? Oh, wow. Okay, that's quite the question. Um, <laughs> you know, I have never been asked that before. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> classic video game character. I, I liked a lot of the, like, I played a bunch of Super Mario. Um, this is embarrassing because I forget the name of, of, of this thing, but, like, what's the little, like, dinosaur 
Yoshi. Yoshi. Yes, I, I hate I don't Yoshi. Know why. You Yoshi. punch out Yoshi? Oh. Dude, you're vicious. <laughs> he's, he's so innocent. In a cute way. Oh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, we had we had Major Nelson on here, and he said Frogger. So animals are a recurring theme with people. <laughs> Duck I mean, I don't dog. want to punch a person. <laughs> I also don't want to punch an animal, but... <laughs> if it could be on a dinosaur, they're extinct. They don't mind. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I also feel like Yoshi would like make it like I feel like Yoshi is the most relatable as like a plush toy. Like and it, I feel like it would just squeak and that would be it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a Yoshi plush, so I can confirm that actually. Okay. I wouldn't want to <laughs> yeah. hurt it. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. That's all we have for you. We love Mixer, uh, so thanks for that. It's kind of neat. Uh, and we are really excited to see what you guys do with Mixer and with Xbox in the future. And uh, thanks again, and uh, see you later. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. So thank you, Matt, for taking the time to join us. I don't know about you guys, but I thoroughly enjoyed that interview, and I cannot wait to see what is next in store for Mixer. Oh, it's very exciting times. Sea of Thieves, that's going to be the big game on there, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we've already discussed that the four of us are going to be doing co-streaming together. It's going to be great. That game was, like, almost like it was designed for co-streaming. I need to order a pirate hat. You do. I, I have a couple spare. I can send you one. Ooh, okay. Probably cheaper to buy one than Actually post it from Finland. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it didn't come from Finland then. Yeah, that's true. Eh? Just buy one. Don't give Finn one money. <laughs> <laughs> They've got enough of their own. <laughs> well, you know, we're at the point of the year just before all the AAA releases come out. So there isn't much news to talk about at all. So we are going to end the podcast here. But before we do, Reese has some details about an exciting giveaway that we're going to do on Twitter. Yes, I happen to have a spare code lying around in my treasure chest for Super Hydora. And for one lucky listener on Twitter, it's going to be yours. You just have to, uh, just have to basically stay tuned on Twitter and, uh, and good luck. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be posting the, the competition on Thursday, but we will allow you the weekend to listen to the podcast before we close the competition over. So make sure you're following us at Party Chat Pod on Twitter to get details of that competition. But guys, thank you so much for joining me for another week. Hopefully we've got some news next week, as I believe Shadow of War comes out. So That'll be exciting. We some more. Yeah. So for another week... Xbox, turn off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this. Two, one, one mark. mark. That sounded really good. Like, everyone sounded yeah. pretty much in sync. point. Not in sync. No. No, we've done that. that. (laughs) I want you back.